Hi, Jeremy here. Just wanted to explain what this is. Uh, this is the first of our mini episodes. They're going to be episodes we put out every other week that we don't do a show. So it'll still be two full-length shows every month and two mini shows every month. Uh, however, the mini shows will only be available if you are part of our Patreon backers, and this is also the formal launch for the Patreon. But first, let's go ahead and play our mini episode on Burger Time Deluxe for the Game Boy. And stay tuned afterwards where we'll explain our Patreon and the little things you can get if you are a supporter. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the first mini-episode of Retrovaniacs with myself, Jeremy Parmentier, here with Billy Holiday. Hello there. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. For our first mini-episode, we're going to look at Burger Time Deluxe for the Game Boy. Uh, this came out in 1991, and it's a sequel to one of my favorite arcade games of all time, Burger Time, which came out in 1982. Now, Billy, I can tell from the text we've sent, you may not be a giant <laughs> Burger Time fan. What? What? How did you... How many fucks and shits did you have to read from me before you you got that impression? Um, no, I I, oh, so I can appreciate a lot of the 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 older you know the, the classic arcade games, and this falls. I mean, this is certainly a, a classic. And when people lump it in there, you know, with the the likes of a, a Galaga, Pac Man, Mister Do, and whatnot, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I can see. Why people would enjoy this, I just, I, I, I never really got the same enjoyment out of it. And it, it's probably because I have always been horrible at burger time. I mean, I uh, can maybe make it a couple of levels. I, I just don't have, there's something about it. I can play through much more complex games than burger time. I just don't have the mind for this, for burger time. And like, I, I've always been, uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm not like a super fan of Burger Time, but I've always enjoyed playing it. I remember mm. when it came out on the NES, like I mm -hmm. begged, begged my stepmom to get it for me one weekend. Um, but but no child back then could ever be rich enough to have their parents for them a random yes. 50 or $60 video game. Mm -hmm. uh, but I always enjoyed just kind of playing it in the arcade, but I was never very good at it. Yeah. And over the years, I realized it was uh, the difference between people like me and people that are actually good at Burger Time is more so like actually instead of just building the burger as fast as possible, uh, it's more about actually leading the AI around and, and kind of controlling them uh, and, you know, just kind of doing it that way instead of just rushing to get the hamburger done. Otherwise, you'll just get ganged up on instantly. Mm. And I can admit, I this is never a game where I went into it with a with a, a strategy or anything like that. And yeah, that's what I did, and that was probably my goal from the time I could. I just I tried to put that burger together as as quick as I could. Um, and I, I think I learned a little bit more in this one that it is about kind of uh, you know getting getting the AI to go where you want them to go, and you can exhibit. A little bit of control over them, uh, if, if if you know how to play. Um, in fact, kind of getting them to to follow after you is a little bit of an advantage um, in this game. One thing I, I did notice is that if you are walking over a patty and you drop it yourself, it drops one level. If you if an AI character is on it, 
when it drops, it drops down too. And I noticed that and I thought to myself, hmm, maybe there's something to it. So I did play through this one uh, a bit more strategically, probably like I should have all those years ago. Well, the basics of Burger Time Deluxe are the same basics as the original Burger Time. So you mm-hmm. are uh, Chef Peter Pepper. You're running through a series of platforms with ladders connecting them, a lot like the the second or third level of Donkey Kong, depending which mm-hmm. version you're playing. And in order to finish the level, the burger pieces are laid out in order. So bun, patty, cheese, bun, whatever the you know mm-hmm. thing is. Actually, you know, no cheese, but you know bun, patty, lettuce, patty, uh, bun. And and if you run over them on the platform that you're on the bun or whatever will drop to the next level and if there is another hamburger piece under it it will also drop down a level so you're supposed to drop all those pieces down all the way to plates on the bottom of the screen each level in burger time uh the arcade version had four burgers to make and then there was one level with two uh where Mm -hmm. burger time deluxe has a series of levels the first the first bunch have three burgers but there are some later ones that seem to have a lot more uh because one of the things that burger time deluxe adds to the the burger time uh, game layout is that there are some levels that scroll and there are some levels mm-hmm. that don't just scroll right and left but they actually loop so you could kind of you know imagine you're playing on the outside of a cup kind of thing and you're dropping these burgers down while you're trying to to go through a rotating style map um, but it still follows the same general rule which is the whole goal is to make these burgers there's three or four burgers when all the pieces of all the burgers have dropped down to the bottom you get to go to the next level it starts over again it's the same kind of level different layout the arcade mm-hmm. game had six different maps that they would cycle through, and the game would get faster and harder, and they would add enemies. Uh, this game, though, is set up more like a console game would be. So there are not only six layouts. There's actually 24 different specific levels. Uh, it goes from 1 to 1, to one four, and then up to 6-4. After every four levels, there's a password, so you can start right from that set of levels. And there's a little, you know, kind of arcade-style scene in between each set of four that yeah, kinda... this one this one had a story to it it does it had, <laughs> that that I, I, that blew me away even though it's it's uh, i mean what it was it an evil donut man from the fucking competing donut you has, has put these hard times on you well it, it's not even that because they don't have any explanation of the story in the in the manual it came with mm-hmm. so it's basically that you're uh, it looks like based on that movie that yes, someone moved in next door and there's some kind of donut shop and they don't like you. So they're sending killer food <laughs> to stop you because all the enemies in Burger Time classic and in this Burger Time mm-hmm. are bits of food. So it's a hot dog. Yeah. It's an egg. It's pickles. And this game adds a another enemy only in the last set of four maps, a giant donut that's about as tall as an mm. entire set of platforms. Why is this fella doing this? It seems that's not even a, a competing restaurant with you. You sell well, donuts. What a nightmare this guy yes. lives. I mean, yes. I was always more like fascinated with the world of Burger Time, like back when <laughs> I was a kid, like it, the arcade game. I mean, there were two games as a kid that I was kind of fascinated with that I never really liked playing, and that was Cubert and Burger Time. And like Cubert was just this crazy '80s thing with these weird characters and and this pyramid that you're jumping down, and that was just strange to me. And Burger Time as just the concept of it, of the chef that is constantly running from hot dogs and eggs, fried eggs and stuff like that just seems like a complete nightmare. And for some reason that actually bothered me as a, as a kid, but little did I know that I actually grew up to, to lead the ax- the absolute opposite of that lifestyle. And now I'm constantly chasing the hot dogs and the fried eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is this guy, that is, I mean, if I was at a, if I had myself a big burger, 
And I finished it up and I left there and I saw a donut shop across the way. I might stop in there and get one for dessert. I don't see why he doesn't work with him. Uh, there's more to it, though. I guess there's probably something we're not seeing there. Perhaps a wife was slept with somewhere along the way. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying about being fascinated with these little, these little worlds you make up within these games. Because I mean, back then, in and, and, that was it. What was on the screen was pretty much all the information you had about these games. And this too was one of those where I was just baffled and I constantly wanted to know more about why this was going on. Um, so to have even that little bit of story in there, just uh, that was a thrill for me right from the start. Here's a little bit of trivia. Mm. I drew Burger King <laughs> levels when I was in church as a kid. I would take the, uh, you know, the little thing that they give you church that they got the, uh, I don't know what the fuck they called it. That's a hymnal. Uh, You're not supposed to write in those. That's well, so I good. did. I turned it over on the back and like, because it, I would draw like little burger time levels with the ladders and the burgers and stuff like that. I was, I was a sad, lonely child. How old were you when you started the, uh, the fan fiction? 23. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the right time to have Burger King fan fiction. I also want to point out that the two games you mentioned uh, as games where you didn't really like playing them, but you thought the worlds were interesting are two of my all-time favorite arcade games, Qbert, mm. and, of course, the original Burger Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to what makes this different than Burger Time um, so that we can actually stay on a topic, which is something we like to try to do on Mm-mm. Retrovaniacs. Uh, the... the Levels being different is fine. The extra addition of the character is fine. Um, in the arcade game, after you dropped so many pieces of the, the burger down, it would populate the map somewhere with a bonus pepper. Uh, the, mm. only wa- the only weapon you have, other than outrunning the enemies, is pepper. You can throw it on the, the enemies to freeze them for a second, which is great to kind of stop them on uh, a piece of the burger to drop them down. Because as Billy said, if you drop a burger down with an enemy on it, it drops farther. It's one level if you just drop it on your own. If you can drop it while there's an enemy on it, it drops a second level. And actually, it's one for each enemy on that bun. So mm. if you can get the enemies to chase each other around and get grouped together, you can have a piece fall four to five levels done. Finish the entire burger in one drop. gives you a whole bunch of extra points. Uh, that's actually the right way to play this game, I think, is to, to group them together, try to get as many to hit those buns as possible, or to smash other guys on the way down. It is a points-based game, so uh, a lot of these extra things that pop up other than Pepper, uh, every 100,000 you get an extra life that pops up on the screen. That's not like the arcade. That's new to this. Uh, and if you pick it up in time, you get that extra life. If you get the Pepper, it gives you an extra Pepper. You start with three, or no, five Peppers in this game. And you pick up more, you know, pretty easily in the early levels, and it's much harder mm-hmm. to get to those in the later levels. It appears on the screen in a certain part of the map. You have to catch it in time. And a lot of the time, if you're just running after the pepper, you're not paying attention to all the food that's chasing you, and you'll get cornered. And then what was the point of getting that piece of pepper? Uh, when you do die in the game, it's it restarts that level, but all the progress you've made is there. And if you lose all your lives in the original Burger Time, you always start over. It's an arcade game. In this, you get to start at whatever your last password was. So if you're at level you know, 4-3 and you die, you can continue, start at 4-1, or put your password in, you start at 4-1. Uh, but again, your score starts again at 0. Uh, the, in this game, instead of just having... Uh, let me try this again. In Burger Time Deluxe, instead of just having peppers that you pick up, it had different items. And the book does not explain, the manual does not explain any of these items whatsoever. I had to figure this out by trial and error, and I'm still not 100% sure on one of them. So there is pepper, and that makes sense. You get pepper. An extra life, okay, totally straightforward. You have an extra life. Hooray. Um, There's chocolate. You can get a chocolate bar. If you pick that up, it makes you invincible 
for a mm-hmm. short period of time. And invincibility does not just mean you can run through enemies and not get hurt. You also freeze them when you run through them. So it's almost like you're just constantly sh- shooting pepper out all around you. Um, there is a cup of coffee that does I have no idea what. I know it gives you 500 points. That can't be all that it does. Um, I imagine it might make you a little bit faster, but I can't verify that. It's not drastically faster if that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And there is the fries. Uh, fries will make all the enemies on the screen disappear. It gives you no points for killing them, unlike if you hit them with food, and then they respawn. Um, this enemy, this game in general, when the monsters come in, when the, the food comes in, they don't just all appear. They come in from doors that are on the screen that you can see, and they come in one at a time in a pretty you know, set order and a pretty mm-hmm. slow order. So if you can wipe all the, the enemies out, it gives you a chance to kind of clear out a few rows of, of food item pieces uh, and really get enemies back to where you can control them. Because that really is the key to making this game uh, manage. It's all like Pac-Man is, is not just getting all the dots or eating all the, you know, in this case, getting all the burgers down. It's getting all the monsters together so that you can kill them all at the same time, either by mm-hmm. smashing them with food, uh, which causes them to respawn, or if you can get them to ride down on a sandwich, they'll all reappear right by wherever that piece fell. So if you actually are using that as your method and getting two or three to stay together, they're always going to be together. And you can use how they run through the maze to your advantage to really make sure you're getting these pieces down as quickly as possible. And that yeah. seemed like the whole strategy of the game was mm-hmm. with getting these guys to go where you want them to go. And it's a fairly basic AI. You know, you can kind of tell where they're going to go based on, you know, if you climb a ladder, if you go down a ladder. Um, but, you know, it's just a matter of getting them behind you so that you can make them go wherever you want them to go. Well, and the two the two that you'll see the most of in this game are the hot dogs and the pickles. Uh, you start the hot dogs are actually the I don't want to say they're the smartest, but they they have the AI where they will go whatever the most direct path to you is. So if you're on the same plane as them, they'll keep walking on that same plane, whether or not that's a set of ladders, whether or not that's a set of, you know, a platform. If it's all the same, mm-hmm. like a straight line, they will continue doing that. Pickles will always take whatever ladder hits them. So if they walk right towards you and you're standing on the other side of a ladder, they will take the ladder up or down. And if you're higher than them or lower than them, they always take the one that gets them to your plane. So pickles will never skip a ladder. Hot dogs will skip a ladder. Um, And then the eggs and the donuts seem to follow the the hot dog, but not quite. Sometimes I couldn't tell what the eggs were doing. I couldn't read them nearly as well as the the (laughs) hot dog or the pickles. This is the dumbest thing I've ever said. The the giant donut follows the same rule as the hot dog, except that the giant donut is so big that Mm -hmm. if it's climbing up a ladder, you can knock down... You can kill it by knocking food down next to it because it's huge. Uh, the downside of that, though, is that if you're uh, in order to outrun things, you're almost the same speed as all these food items. Generally, you're mm-hmm. a little bit faster on on taking corners and and getting off ladders, but you're still basically the same speed. But the donut is so big that if you're going like running over it and he touches a ladder, he barely starts going up of it. You're probably going to get hit by the top of the donut and, and that'll end your life there. Now, I found like I, 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 I haven't played the arcade a ton like you have. But this one seemed like a much more compact version of what the arcade burger time was. It seems like, you know, in the arcade, it seemed like there was maybe like four levels that you got to that you could climb up and down. Uh, And this one, it seemed like most of the levels were kind of stuck to like maybe two or three. And it kind of seemed like it limited the the amount of paths that you could take uh, to maybe control that AI. It seemed like everything was very, very close, even though you can scroll left to right. It it always seemed like everything was, was just a few steps away from you. Uh, the levels start definitely more compact. I mean, the first the first four, I'd say, are, are pretty, you know, it's all contained on one screen. 
it is a simpler, you know, more squat layout because it's a Game Boy screen as opposed to a monitor. Um, it, but it's still, I mean, if you play the uh, original arcade and this, you know, I have the, the compact arcade thing that came out for it, and I have it on a television, which was a close to but not perfect uh, arcade um, port of it, it, it still plays the same. It still feels the same. I think everything looked a little bigger. The map was longer. The ladders, it felt like you were on longer. The, the platforms were a little farther apart. But it still mm-hmm. felt the same overall. Uh, I think the difference is here you have 24 levels to ramp up the difficulty to where you have some really, really crazy maps later on, where the arcade was made for six levels. And they assumed most people were going to get through all six anyway. And if you did, it just loops back to the first map and it's harder. But most folks wouldn't have gotten through the first six boards. I mean, my, my regular arcade run, and I, I, I consider myself okay. I'm not good, but okay at burger time. But, you know, if I haven't played it in a while, I can get through the first three boards without a problem. And then I start running into issues. Where this, you, you've got to be able to play a lot longer. I mean, 24 levels, yes, you get to save mm-hmm. your password. But my goal was... And I didn't succeed in this, by the way. Start at the first level, never continue, don't use a password, get to the end. I had, I did finish all 24 levels. Uh, I, I did get up to the last set of them. I got to 6-3, I think, and finally lost my last life on my best possible run. Uh, but I still had to, to start from 6-1 with a password to finally beat all four. Because, man, those last four boards are tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you played it that long or cared enough to do so. Uh, I, once again, I, I did get kind of into a rhythm on here and I, I did kind of learn uh the, the finer points of uh, getting the ai to kind of go where i wanted them to go and, and such i still i i struggled through this thing i i uh i made it through the first first handful of levels i nowhere near coming to the end of this thing no i i uh i don't know i just it's still something that to this day i just i don't think it's meant for me to uh to to master the fine art of burger time i got i think i got maybe about halfway through i didn't quite get to the donut no uh, i never reached the donut i i wanted to i I looked online to to see if anything changed up eventually and i did see that donut i was like oh my god that's that's crazy because it's a decent sized enemy it's not just a you know a hot dog or a, a pickle running around after you Mm -hmm. um that seems like it it, you know it could change things up a little bit but it seems like for the most part uh besides the levels themselves like it or the the layouts of the levels it didn't seem like it changed up too many things yeah no and that's what i like about this is it still feels like burger time it's not you know it's not a sequel where they said oh we'll take the burger time name and change it so much that it's nothing like burger time i mean it still plays a lot like burger time it just has some some nice enhancements. The fact that there are mm-hmm. levels that scroll, the fact that they do have that extra enemy. Yes, he's only at the last four boards. The, the big donut's only at the last uh, six mm-hmm. one through six four, um, and, and and the fact that it has those other items you can pick up. I mean that without those extra items, if it was just pepper and getting extra lives by score, which is how the original Burger Time was, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if I would have gotten through all those levels. There was a few of them uh, that that really, really the layout they give you is very tough and. Um, you know, it, it's burger time on the Game Boy, so it's not like I've had years and years and years uh, of practice under my belt like I did with the arcade, where I had to really learn some of these. I'm sure there's a you know a, a method to those levels that I could easily figure out after a, enough time to get through them without having to use pepper and, and having to lose a life. But instead, I would use all my pepper on these levels that gave me a lot of problems until eventually you can earn, hopefully, a chocolate piece that makes you invincible. And then I just made the best of that. And if I died, at least, you know, I probably had a few extra lives in stock and I could start from where I left off and maybe after a couple lives get through some of those tough ones. But but especially those last, the last four 
and and I want to say it's like four two. There's one of them where it starts you out, and there's only there's like two burgers on the left and one burger on the right of all the pieces, and all the the connectors are there's a lot of ladders and it's all real close together. So when the mm-hmm. food starts coming in, it all comes down one pathway to you. It's like you've got to time those falls perfectly to clear enough of them out to run to the other burger, or you're not going to make it to the other side without wasting all your pepper or dying. So I, it, I, you'd be I, I was actually surprised by you know how much. Each stage uh, can change up because, you know, none of them are more like lo- bigger than maybe three screens left or right. But like just the, the layout of the burgers themselves and, and the platforms and just getting around and where you can climb that that changes things up completely. And I, I will say that I out of all of those power ups, like, I you know, I if I saw the chocolate, if it, if it was close, I'd maybe go for it. Mm-hmm. But if I saw that pepper, you got to go for that pepper. I mean, if you run out of pepper, then you, you're basically unless you're a god at Burger Time, which I am not. Uh, your your game is is mostly over at that point. Yeah. Well, and there's little tricks that you can do in this one that that make it a little simpler. If you can time it perfectly, and it wasn't like pixel perfect, but it's just you know within a few pixels or a few a few dots on the the Game Boy. If you're walking across a piece of the hamburger. And a hot dog, for example, is walking on the platform towards you. So you're going towards the hot dog while you're getting this this bun or whatever, and the hot dog's working towards you. If you can hit it at exactly the right time where the hot dog first walks on the bun and you finish the bun, so in theory you think it's going to kill you, it instead will make it fall. And it will act, you know, you can you can time this thing perfectly. So without pepper, if you're able to time that right, you can continue to knock guys down on on the the food items even without any pepper running right at them but it's it's a real hard thing to time and if you do it wrong either the burger falls early and then you get killed by the hot dog or the hot dog runs on too fast and you get killed by the hot dog and you have to start Mm -hmm. over either way so it's it's kind of a nice last ditch effort but on the early levels especially i was kind of able to figure out that timing to get through the first four or five boards without using any pepper at all as long as i didn't get cornered Mm -hmm. so do you think you'll play this again? I actually, it, this has become a permanent part because uh, it's on the 3DS virtual console. This is now like my go-to 3DS game when mm. I have nothing else to do. I absolutely love this game. Uh, I'll say this. A lot more uh, than the arcade version of old. Uh, I may actually, in fact, go back. I, I would like to encounter that giant donut on there and play through this thing if possible. I, I'm not gonna. I haven't seen the end of it uh, now that we've now that we've done the show. Uh, that being said, though, I, I I still can't say I'm a huge Burger Time fan, and, and I think that's what I got to say about this game. If you love the original, you're gonna love this one. If you didn't love the original, I don't think this is gonna change your mind. Um, this is not gonna uh, change any minds either way. Uh, it's just going to be more of what you love or it's going to be more of what you're not into so much. And that's kind of where it fell for me. Um, I can see if you're a Burger Time fan, why you'd love this one. Uh, it certainly has some interesting mechanics and it, it was nice for a change instead of uh, it, focusing, just evading the enemies and keep my distance from them. Kind of, you know, having some close calls on the name of getting them positioned where I want them on the board. Um, and I, I thought that was pretty unique. Um, it has some good things to it. And, you know, I love the just that little bit of story, just those, those few little cutscenes thrown in went a long way with me. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I'll play it again. I'll see it through to the end, maybe. I don't know if I'll be able to actually get there. Uh, but but after I finish it up, I I don't know. I mean, it might be one and done for me. I will say this: this actually made me appreciate Burger Time more than than what I did in the arcade. Uh, I. I... When I played Burger Time in the arcade, I was so bad at it that it was basically like wasting a quarter as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I might be able to make it to the second or third stage, but that was about it. And as much as I always loved playing it, I never had enough time to sit there and, and kind of figure out how to play it right. Mm-hmm. And this one, I, I actually kind of figured out the way you're supposed to play Burger Time. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely more of a puzzle game than it is anything else, to me anyway, as far as like making the tricking the AI, AI to where you need it to go uh, to finish the level instead of just running constantly over the burger and, and hoping that they don't hit you. You know, it's like I said before, it's totally about controlling the AI and making them go mm-hmm. where you need them to go. And I think the, the Game Boy version is, is a much more accessible version of that game than what the arcade game is. And I think mm-hmm. it does a really good job of of kind of making you see how you're supposed to actually play that game instead of doing what I did as a kid with the arcade game and just running all over the board and then getting mad because a, a fucking hot dog killed me. So I, yeah, I mean, for a Game Boy game, uh, I think this is actually a really good little, little version of Burger Time, probably my favorite version of Burger Time that, that I've ever played. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, the most accessible version of the game. I do like that it has more levels. It has a little more time to ramp up. So you feel like you're accomplishing something. Uh, we're, we're the arcade game because it's an arcade game and because it's only six boards. I mean, you, you get to the third, you should feel pretty good, but you don't because you're only through three <laughs> boards. Where this one, you can finish through 12 and feel pretty damn great. You know, you're about halfway through the game. So uh, if you like Burger Time, I, th- I think that's the right point. If you like Burger Time, you're going to like it. And if you don't like Burger Time, it probably won't change your mind, but it is a little more refined. Maybe it'll give you that extra that extra little chance that it'll take to get a get you into it so uh, give it a shot it's on the virtual console for 2.99 i think or of course if you have the cart uh, gladly play it on your game boy so that was our first mini episode uh, hopefully you liked it it's basically the regular episodes but without the what we've been playing and without listener mail and you know sometimes it'll be a shorter game uh, that we don't think is going to make a full episode or or maybe a game that one of us really wants to talk about and the other two really really don't you know there, there's going to be reasons to make these mini episodes uh, overall and and I I enjoy having something to do on the off weeks that's not going to take the time it mm-hmm. takes to play a longer game and take all the editing out of a full episode so uh, hopefully you enjoy that this is the the first one it's free as you you're listening to it it's on a regular feed all future mini episodes are going to be exclusive to people who back the Retrovaniacs Patreon, which we are mm-hmm. launching effective right now. There's going to be a link in the description for the episode that has the link to our Patreon, but we're also going to put it on all of our social media and, mm-hmm. and try to push it for a little while. Um, I will say I don't like listening to a lot of podcasts that have Patreons and push constantly how they have a Patreon and how you need to back them. Uh, we're not trying to get rich on this. I'd love to, but I'm realistic. That's not very, you know, very likely. Uh, but this podcast is not free to run. Uh, it takes, you know, both Jeremy and I put some money into hosting these things. It's also a lot of our time. We all had to buy our own microphones and computer setups to make this sound good. And it needs to sound a little bit better. Uh, I think we can do a little better with better microphones and maybe some some slightly nicer recording equipment. So uh, that's what this is for. This this 
this uh, Patreon is really just to get us some of the extra money we need to to make this podcast a little bit better. But we don't want to say we're not going to put the show out for free for everybody that doesn't want to put money into it. Uh, we appreciate that you like the show at all. So we're still going to have yeah. our regular twice a month, every two weeks, roughly full length episodes on our regular feed. So if you didn't like that that mini episode or if you really don't want to want to or have the money to put into retrovaniacs right now i i completely understand and those other episodes will continue to go on with no problem if you would like to join our patreon uh if you put in a five dollar minimum you get uh per month you get too many episodes per month uh that's not all that we offer with our our patreon uh there's essentially three tiers uh the the up to five dollars but not five dollars tier uh is the retrovaniac tier uh, and that's for if, if you wanted to, to give us even a dollar a month to say, hey, we like the show. Thank you. Keep doing it. Great. We appreciate it very much. Uh, it will get you exclusive posts on Patreon, including um, there will be a, a link there where you can recommend games. And unlike just recommending games to us on Facebook or you know our even our amazing question form on Retrovania.net, uh, we're going to definitely have times, especially doing four episodes plus a month if we're doing these, these mini episodes, we're going to need a game. And so we're going to go to this list first uh, and see if there's any games that were recommended that either none of us have played or all of us have played and we didn't think about. That's the right way to get us a game. We'll go there first. Um, there, there's an exception to that coming up, but that's generally uh, one of the things, you know, the, the best way to recommend a game for us is becoming a patron. It's a dollar a month minimum, and it gets you that. Uh, the other thing it gets you for all of our patrons, no matter what your amount is, uh, we're going to do a monthly drawing. Uh, the, the, after the first of the month is when uh, Patreon charges you for, for being a member. And at that point, everyone who did pay will be put into a drawing for a, a monthly package from us. Sometimes it will be, uh, I'll tell you right now, the first one's going to be a, a really nice piece of video game art that we got. Uh, that that uh, we were pushing before shirts by uh, Obey Cube, and he he sent us a couple prints. They're very, very nice. And, and that will be part of this first monthly drawing for the month of July. Uh, so everyone, no matter what your level is, you get to be, you get to see our posts, you get to add games to our, our list of games that people want to people hear, people want to hear about, and you get this monthly drawing. So that that's up to five dollars. If you hit the five dollar mark, you become a super retrovaniac. Super retrovaniacs get these extra shows, and you get everything else the other tier gets, but you also get these extra shows. Um, and and there will be times we may decide to put up an extra show that we think might just be a fun idea that we're not sure is is I don't want to say worth putting on the main feed, but just doesn't fit what we want to do. Maybe we want to review a movie, a video game movie. We're going to talk about Double Dragon, right? We could, mm. we could talk about the Double Dragon movie for an hour. But does that belong on the regular Retrovaniacs feed? I, I don't know. Uh, but here, you know, sure, why not? As long as we're doing these mini shows that we said we're going to do, anything extra on here is extra. And they'll go to anybody who pays us the uh, the $5 um, minimum uh, for the, for that level of the the tiers and the last tier which i honestly do not expect anyone to put on so don't feel pressed at all to do any of this for the first part but, but i'm not really worried about anyone doing this last tier but i wanted to put an extra tier in just in case if you really really you know you love this show or you, you really want to show your support to the show and more importantly there's a game you really need us to cover and you know we're not going to cover it let's say you want us to cover fifa 95 and I don't know what the hell I can say about 50, 90, FIFA 95. We have a third tier. It's a $10 a month minimum. You get everything the other tiers get. And the, the benefit to this tier is once you've spent a total of $50, so either five months at that $10, uh, $10 donation, or you could just throw in $50 if you really feel like you really, really, really want us to cover FIFA 95 for the Sega Genesis. Uh, great. 
if you put in $50, we will cover the game you want to cover on a regular, you know, open podcast show, not a, not a Patreon-only show. And if you want to be on the show, you can be. It's not a requirement. Some people don't want to be on the show. Sometimes there's just technical reasons it doesn't work out. Uh, but but if you want to be on the show, we'll do our best to make it happen, and we will cover the game you want covered. Uh, it seems like it's a lot of money to ask, uh, I, but I think at the same time, if I made it $5, then we'd have a whole bunch of people paying $5 to cover FIFA 95 and 96 and 97, and I would lose my mind <laughs> and discontinue this podcast. So really, the, the tier that gets you the extra shows, like what you just heard, is that $5 tier. It also gets you all the Patreon-only posts and the ability to recommend games that we don't have to do, but there's a better chance we'll do them than just openly recommending them on, uh, on social media. And you get those monthly drawings, and that's, that's something I'll be handling. It's definitely going to happen. We already have several months put away, so unless this you know, takes off out of control, we definitely have this covered and these extra shows covered uh, to deliver what we're, what we're promising. So you know, you were mentioning that these these extra episodes could just be anything. Like, could these uh, be like more than, you know, some like uh, behind the scenes stuff that just kind of happens out of nowhere? You know, when we're we're actually recording these shows, that just kind of gets tossed on the recording floor because it doesn't really have anything to do. You know, those kind those times we just talk about Taco Bell for like an hour straight yes. in our orders and things like that. So I would say if if people want to hear that, we can definitely put them up here. But I want to, I really want to make sure that we have those two. Mm-hmm. Many episodes a month that are specifically games. You know, I figure if you like yeah. this show, you've been listening to the show. We, we've been doing this now for four years uh, and have almost 100 episodes. So, you know, we're definitely consistent. We're doing this every two weeks generally. Uh, twice a month is really a, a better way to put it because we skipped a week here and there for personal slash uh, electronic reasons. But but generally, every every month there's two new Retrovanex episodes for the last four years. And we want to continue that. So I'd also like to do the two mini episodes that are about games. That's what people listen to this game show. This, this podcast for is to cover games, Uh, but yes, anything extra we want to do. If we decide, you know, around Christmas time, we want to do some rambly Christmas thing. That's the perfect Mm. place to put it. And I'm a hundred percent down with putting up anything we want to post there. Cause I don't think anyone's going to get mad if we over deliver on on what we're asking. But can we get, can we possibly get a a 30 minute compilation of, of Jeremy Gregory yelling at his cats, but as they're trying to interfere while he's recording, we, well, I haven't been saving them, but starting today, we can save all these things or uh, we could just have one show. That's nothing but my pee breaks. This will be a good show. People (laughs) like that. They want to hear that. Uh, no, but realistically, no, I, I think it would just be these mini episodes about games and the mm-hmm. occasional other idea that we have that might be a fun idea we'll throw up here as well. It's the best place to put them. And if there is something that's a runaway, amazing idea that we think is, is something that should go on the, the regular feed as well, then, then as again, as long as we're doing those two mini episodes here that are exclusive to backers, I don't think there's any issue there. And just just to be clear, like for the people that are just interested in listening to the show as, as it's been, uh, nothing changes. Mm-mm. You know, if that's all you want to do, we're still doing that. But if you want to you want to contribute to what we're doing, help us pay for what we got to pay for to keep this thing up and going. Uh, I don't think you can say that we have uh, just kind of thrown this up, uh, you know, in a hurry. We've done nearly 100 episodes of the show uh, and just now put up a Patreon, which is uh, more than I can say for a lot of shows out there. So I don't feel bad about putting this Patreon <laughs> up and asking for a pittance of support. So, uh, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. We totally thank you. We hope that this is enough that you'll jump in and, you know, give us a little bit and we'll try to give a little bit yeah. back. We will definitely give a little bit back. Uh, and uh, this goes a, a long way in helping us keep going with the, with the regular show. Yeah. And I have to echo 
those same sentiments. Anybody that, that throws in on this, uh, we just <clears throat> greatly appreciate it. Uh, beyond that, even if you don't, we, we appreciate you being along with us for God damn all these years now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exciting and, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to what we might be able to put out there. And yeah, I, we put a lot of thought into this because, uh, yeah, it, it would be nice for this thing to kind of be a little more self-sufficient uh, as far as costs being covered and and equipment upgrades. And I, I think I can speak for all three of us when I say we never wanted to go the, the advertisement route. You don't want Jeremy P. telling you about BlueChew.com, <laughs> various products here and there. So I think this was the best way to where it's not going to cut into the material. There's not going to be ads right in the right in the midst of things. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you can completely forget it exists. And we still love having you here listening to us. Yeah, and and like I said before, I I'm not going to push every week that we have this thing. I'm not going to start every episode talking about our Patreon. Uh, we're not going to put Patreon ads in the regular shows. This is it. Um, you know, again, we'll we'll mention it on social media. I'm still going to say, hey, here's what the bonus games are because maybe that will interest you to to listen again and see if you you like those episodes. But but that's it. This is the last time we ask you for money. <laughs> Hopefully you uh you check out our Patreon. It will be on all social media. It'll be in the description of this show. And uh, and if you don't and you want to continue listening to the regular feed, we completely appreciate it. It's been a long, slow build of an audience, but I think we're we're getting one and we appreciate every single person that listens. And I you know, I, I understand I've got bills to pay and sometimes paying for a podcast isn't part of it. Completely understandable. No guilt here. Uh, thank you for listening. And if you do decide to, to join in, you know we promise we're going to keep these episodes going. And if in any reason there looks like there will not be an episode, you know our mini episodes aren't coming for any reason, then we will just turn off the bill for that next month. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to charge people for things we're not delivering on. Uh, that that was my fear in doing this to begin with, is we would bite off more than we could chew. Uh, but I think too many episodes a month. Plus the the monthly giveaways, and you know, mm -hmm. if someone loses their mind and wants to join that third tier and forces to cover a game, then <laughs> goddamn, we'll do it. So, <laughs> uh, otherwise, again, thank you so much for listening uh, for the last four years, and this is the last time we ask you for money.